I am Reverend Deborah Phillips, and welcome to Discovering Spirit Within, a spiritual life center podcast dedicated to helping people discover and activate their personal relationship with the divine. Well, good morning, Wade Edwards. Uh, thank you for being with me today. I'm, I'm pleased and, and thankful to be here. So, Wade, you have been involved in unity in one way or another in Sacramento since the 1980s. You're a licensed life coach, licensed general contractor, and a licensed Bowen therapist. Makes me wonder what you do in your small spare time. Because I know you also facilitate Way of Mastery and Yeshua Letters groups as well. Yes. So you uh, you get around a little bit. You know, I... Um... Uh, when I, uh, when I, uh, and I don't want to say older, but when I've matured, I thought I was going to slow down. You know, I thought it was going to be, <laughs> I thought it was going to be a little bit slower pace, and um, it, it has, it has only, um, it seems like uh, I'm being led, or I'm, these opportunities come, you know, just like the Faith in Action group and. The Joshua letters and being led to the the way of mastery, it just occurs that there's just so much more going on. So, yeah, I thought I was going to slow down when I hit like my mid sixties, and that isn't happened for me either. Um, but I, you know, I hope that you. Uh, I was playing, having my wonderful uh, play on words, is that I, I named this podcast the Way of Intuition, based on the fact that you do the Way of Mastery, and I thought I was being cute. Um, but you just talked about the main thing I want to talk about here is this in, this following intuition, walking walking the road and just putting one foot in front of the other and allowing your life to unfold. Now, is that something that came naturally to you all your life or is that something that you've cultivated? Oh, my gosh. No, I, uh, I you know, there's been people around me that I've looked at and I've said, wow, it's just come so easy for them. You know, just and I look back on my path and I have resisted doing this <laughs> since I was about uh, 12 or 13. It was like I I was I, you know, I thought that I had to know enough or I had to have the right degrees or I had to have I had to know the one of the adages I used to use or live by was you have to know the rules of the game win ah and so, yeah go ahead i was gonna say so you thought that there were rules for working spiritually or working by intuition yes well and and just existing and surviving life you know like you know i had to i had to know what the rules were and and how to play the game and and all through most of my life and in, in retrospect and looking back at at my path, I've always been led by my intuition. And um, it, it has been just miraculous. And I didn't have the words to really, you know, the way of mastery and some of the other work that I've done, you know, landmark and, and you know, love works and Imago and uh, Ekankar, and you know, I have a litany of things that I've I've worked on, and 
realistically, I've come up with my own way of plugging into God, you know, the source, knowledge, and it has, it's, it's been, it, it really has been something that I've resisted. And over the last six years, I have stopped resisting and have allowed it to move through me more and and more and more and more and more. And um, can I tell you just a little, little snippet of how this, how it really was kind of brought to me in a very materialistic kind of way? Yes, please. Is that possible? I, I worked at Aerojet in a chemical pharmaceutical division for almost two decades. And I was surrounded by people who had double PhDs and, and masters and doctorates and chemical engineering and all of these really highly trained individuals. And I know, I knew that I didn't know what they knew, <clears throat> uh, you know, at their level, all the complexities. And so I came up with this game <clears throat> when I ran into a problem that I couldn't solve or anybody else couldn't solve i i visualized like five or six hard drives that were spinning in my mind and i would plug the problem into the hard drive and i would forget about it i, I mean i wouldn't even think about it and in a day or two this solution would just flash into my mind and it would be the perfect thing. I mean, uh, you know, uh, engineers and chemists and I mean, people who were crazy, you know, trained, they would come to me and go, how did you come up with this? You know, how, how did you arrive at this solution? And I would look at them and I'd go, you know, I, I don't know. You know, I just, it <laughs> just was there, you know, and they, they didn't believe me. You know I mean? It was like, they would say, you're not just not telling us because you don't want us to know. And I go, no, I, you know, I tried to tell a couple of people what I did and they looked at me like I was some kind of crazy person, you know, because there was no physical, you know, there wasn't a book, there wasn't a, a, a degree, there wasn't something there that I used to come up with a solution. And basically I tapped into the ultimate solution, and that is God mind or consciousness, you know. The, and you couldn't show them your worksheet and show them how, so, show them how I, you solved the problem. I couldn't. I, I couldn't. They go, <laughs> well, where, where's your calculations? You know, how did you come up with this? And I go, I did it in my head. And they go, there's no way. You, you know, there's, you know, like they, they just couldn't compute that. And I did that through most of my experience, uh, they finally created an engineering job for me. And I was one of the few people that ever went from the operator, you know, basic entry level worker level to an actual chemical engineering engineer at Aerojet. They actually created a position for me because I, I was an anomaly. You know, I mean, I, yeah. I, I could do things that no one else could do, but I wasn't doing them. It was doing it. I, you know, it was, it was the consciousness that was doing it. 
It, it, it was you stepping out of the way, just giving that, giving that up and saying, yeah. all right, here's, here, here's something we need a solution yeah. to. I'll check back with you in a couple yeah. of days. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> or and, you know, or send your messenger. Yeah. Yeah. Like I would be walking, you know, I'd be going someplace or doing something and all of a sudden I'd get this download of, of like the solution, you know, like I would get this flash of, of, okay, you grab this part, you do this, you do that, or, you know, um, you know, there's through a lot of my work, it was, it has been that it was like, people go, well, I've got to know what I got to have the knowledge to be able to tell other people what to do. And it's like, no, it's like, for me, it's like, really, the ultimate knowledge is God, you know, there's the is the price consciousness, the universal mind, whatever term you want to try and put to it. And so when I was led to the way of mastery, I'd been looking for, I don't know, 40 years, 50 years for a path that resonated with me. And then when I got led to this by two different people in my, in my circles, it was like I was coming home. And then when I went into the community, I knew over a third of the community when I walked into the first gathering, it was it was like old home week, you know? So, you know, it's like, and I would be, I beat my head against the wall for since the late mid seventies through, you know, through to 2015, 2000, just searching and looking and searching and looking and searching. So did you, um, when you were doing this this work at at, at Aerojet and and using this technique, were you doing a way of mastery then, or did that all come later? No, it all came that later. All, that all came later. You know, that's why that's why I used the term hard drives. It was like I could visualize, you know, right. a, a thing that was spinning that had knowledge in it, and I would just plug a problem into it, and I, I would forget it. I wouldn't even be thinking about it, and. All of a sudden, it would just flash, and I came up with solutions and things that you know. And then other times when I had to actually perform things, uh, um, I used to run uh, chemical pilot plants, and we had a, a process that was being given us by a company in Germany called Mac Chemical, that we had this narrow window, one week to disassemble and reassemble a small pilot plant to run this process for them. And no one in our group would, would even consider taking it on because it was, a, it was a no win kind of thing. And one of the engineers that had worked with me over the years, he goes, there's only one man in this group that can do this. And he says, it's Wade Edwards. And every, all the vice presidents and general managers, they go, oh no, we're not, no, you know, we're not gonna, we're not going to put weight on that. He goes, well, he says, if you want the plant ready to go by the time they get here, you better do it. Too. You better have him do it. And in seven days, I had demolished, reassembled, re-engineered, and got everything ready to go when they stepped off the jet here in, in Sacramento. Seven days you know, to go through something like that was like unheard of in our group. And I, I really didn't 
uh, you know, I didn't know what I was, I, I didn't even know how I was doing this. So, you know, I was doing some writing in my journal the other day, and what was coming up was that, you know, people who are highly intuitive don't have anything that other people don't have. It's just that they've got more of it. It's like some people are really good at music and some people mm -hmm. have, you know, but so you, you came in and I came in with this high level of intuition mm -hmm. and we probably both have used it our whole lives, sometimes knowing we were sometimes resisting <laughs> it, sometimes, you know, trying. How do we talk to people who are, you know, I have people say, oh, I wish I had that. And sometimes I say, no, you don't. <laughs> You don't want to know as much as as, as I know, um, but how do we talk to people who you know to get them to relax, to start allowing this to work in them? And you know there'll be some people who will always be open to it. Some people who just can't, um, aren't interested, don't want to. And then there's people who really would love to work by intuition better. Um, how do we back off of this? natural thing that we live in and bring it to people who want to want to in, increase their own in, intuition or in, intuitive living. That's a good word. Intuitive, yeah, living. Like intuitive living. Um, when I was, when I started taking on the way of mastery in a very serious way, one of the, you know, things that Joshua had channeled through John Mark was you have to allow you have to, you have to allow, you can't, you can't say you're going to allow and then put your hands in it and mess with it. You know, you gotta, you've gotta, you've gotta really sit back, continue on with your life. You know, be, allowing doesn't mean you sit in your chair and you wait for stuff to happen. You, you're in your life, you are moving, you're going through, but then you get these, for me, it's, it's almost like, in the in the Bible and other you know stuff is it's that still small voice. It's almost it's almost not even words. It's like a thought or something. And what you uh, what I found was that when I didn't follow those things, <laughs> things things wound up being a lot harder. You know, right. And the more that I allowed it, which was very maddening and frustrating because i was get it done you know i, I you know uh, you know do 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 you know gotta you know gotta do you know you know push and pull and get done and, and really it's about relaxing and having faith that god is in you and working through you and that you know the other day in the in the book study it, it was it was the thing that was brought out was to say, I am God. You know, it's like people freak out when you, you know, when, when you go, can you even say that? Can you say I am God? And in the way of mastery, you know, Joshua had, had said repeatedly that I and my father are one, that there is no separation. It isn't something out there. It is it is here now. We are in it. We are moving with it. it. It is moving through us. And the more that I, and I'll just speak from the I, the more that I do that, in the way of mastery, we had lots of conversations about how do we allow 
How do we allow it to move through us? And there was a lot of people who were really struggling just with that concept. Is it, is it allowing? Does that mean we're lazy? Does that mean we're not getting stuff done? It's, no, it's actually the other. It is really being present to the, the power and the presence is, is in us and with us all the time. Well, I think that that trust part is is really hard for some people, especially you know, I've had people say, well, you know, I, I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm not seeing anything happening. Yeah. Um, and, that, and, and it's so easy to take it back and try to control it. And sure. I say, look, when you have one little experience, just one little experience of your intuition working, then you'll have an idea of what it feels like. Right. And then you start to build on that. And then the next thing happens. And then you start to trust it. But I will tell you, like you've just said, after all these years, I still sometimes argue my way out of it, even though it's right there, right in front of my nose. I'm, I'm going to argue my way out of it because there's this other part of me that wants to think it's in control. Right. And so trusting our, trusting our intuition is, I think, there's something about you can trust in God, but trusting in your own intuition is harder Sometimes it's like, I, you know, um, and I, so then I want to ask you another question. You said that you get it sort of like as, as a voice or a message, because I get pictures a lot. Yeah, yeah. Do you get uh, pictures as well? Yeah, I get, uh, um, uh, when I was younger, I, I was one of those people that I, I would get premonitions of the future. And my mom told me when I was really younger that I shouldn't tell anybody that what was happening to me because back in those times they would actually lock you up in an asylum you know i mean they would they would lock you up or put you on drugs or shock treatments or i don't know a lot of very bad things and you know it's it is very interesting it's like that you you had just mentioned a couple of things that were just really great um that you that you kind of pull out of it and then you you try to take care of it yourself and then you know like you try try to put your hands on it and you know and um it's it's like sometimes uh, like i'm still getting premonitions deja vu you know of i had one just the other day when i was working with a uh, contractors on the back of this project i was standing in a certain perspective and him and his two guys were working on something and it flashed in my memory that I had seen that back when I was in my, I don't know, 30s. And it's like, you know, we, you know, it isn't like God is out there or it's, it isn't like we have to tr- work to connect with it. It wants to connect with us. You know, that's, that's one of the things that I found for myself is that, no, it, it is its joy. It is its it's total joy to do stuff for us. You know, the kingdom of heaven is here now, really. It's, are you aware of it? You know, are you open to, uh, to really accepting the fact that God, goddess, whatever term you want to put to it, wants to give you everything you've ever desired, ever wanted, ever thought would be good for you? And it's like, when, when I say that to people, people go, oh, yeah, right. You know, it's like, when the hell is that going to happen, right? But a lot of times we don't even know what's best for our own good, right? 
I mean, oh, absolutely. For absolutely. me, it's like, uh, you know, I, I prayed for stuff and I tried, you know, like in the book is like, I was begging for, you know, something <laughs> and it never happened. You know, I mean, it never happened, but all this other, all these other options opened up and I resisted going into those other options. And if I had gone into those other options, my life would have been radically better. Like, it would have given it, it would have it would have transformed my world but i hung on to this smaller vision of myself when the the universal mind of the christ consciousness it wants the best for you it does it, it does yeah yeah yeah. And I'm just going to take a moment here to explain to the people who are not at, at Spiritual Life Center is that we, we do a book study every year. And this year we're doing the book, The Universe is Calling by Eric Butterworth, in case you're interested to look into what we're talking about a little bit more. So, um, you know, this acceptance that, that, that the highest and best is here for us if we, can, if we can simply be aware of it. And, you know, there's a very, very everyday practical aspect to this, too. Um, the things that, you know, I, I have been fortunate to not be one who gets premonitions of the horrible and awful things that are going to happen. I've been very grateful for that. I had friends who did that work. (laughs) Um, but I, in my everyday life, if I'm looking for solutions, it's like one day, many, many years ago, I would, you know, taking a shower, I'm looking at this clouded up mirror and I didn't want to wipe it down because that messes it up. And I got a picture of a car a defroster in my head. It just flashed through my head. So I got out my hair dryer and I dried off the, I mean, and it was just a flash, but I yeah. saw, yes. <clears throat> excuse me, I just saw that and I went with it. And I, I often get those kinds of things. Yeah. It's like, how do I want to do this? And I'll actually see a picture of yes. doing something. Mm-hmm. And when I follow that, it almost always works. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's paying attention. Um, and it's actually wanting the help because some people kind of get a little bit into their own drama and, and, uh, victimhood and I can't. And it's mm-hmm. like, if you really, really want your life to be different, then start paying attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And, and the thing is, is you just said something really great is that some people, we get addicted. I speak for myself. I was in a period where I got addicted to being the victim or, or being, you know, like it's always their fault. You know, it's like, it's always, you know, something outside of you that's, and people go, yeah, right. You know, well, you know, not a lot of people know that I'm, I'm a fairly good percentage native American. And my mom was actually 50% native American. And where she grew up back on the East Coast, it was, you couldn't let people know that you were, you were Native American or you were some nationality. Because if you did, uh, your life would be immediately impacted. And so I grew up with my mom raising me that I wasn't supposed to tell people that I was Native American or had a percent Native American. And so in the way of mastery, you know, landmark, a whole lot of other teachings, even in, in the universe is calling, is we have to be responsible. Where we it's our choice to to how we re, how we interact or react to things. 
And if you want to be a victim, far out, you know, be a victim, you know, good, you know, go for it, you know, get the experience. It's all about what experience do you want? And Maria Nemeth in the Academy for Coaching Excellence, one of her adages is, and she really uses it well, is how would it be if your life got better? You know what? Would that be okay with you? You know, if your life actually got better? You know, and I've had people, I've had people, um, ask me why some people's lives don't get better. I mean, they could be in unity or any one of these teachings for years and years and their lives don't change. And part of it is honestly, there's this addiction to drama. And I think right now we, this country, probably the world is really addicted to drama. And I think my personal opinion is, is that people f- use drama to fill themselves up because they don't have that spiritual connection. So if I don't feel filled up with spirit, mm-hmm. I've got to fill myself up with something. So I'm going to find out what the Kardashians are doing today. <laughs> and I just have to point out here, I have a friend who has really struggled all these years trying to believe what she uses a word for. I, Deborah, I, I really want to believe this stuff. Right. And one day she called me up and she was doing this litany and she was doing the victim thing. And then she stopped and she said, well, I guess things could be worse. And I said, how is that? She said, I could be a Kardashian. <laughs> and I thought, you know, you've made a lot of progress. <laughs> because <laughs> she, could, she was able to find her way a little bit out of that. But, you know, she, she will probably be forever addicted to drama. And part of that, that's normal for her because that's what she grew up in. She grew up in chaos. So, you know, this is this is a, a key point for me was one of the things that when growing up, the things that I that I feared the most was being homeless, that I would lose everything after working so hard and so long to acquire stuff. And that energy, that that fear actually brought it to me. I was I was homeless. I was homeless for a good part of 1999. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. yeah, so the I mean the, the the whole the whole believing in fear helps create create I mean we create our circumstances and you know and and and, and I always have to put my personal little warning out there is like you know it, we do create our own reality, but at the same time, if I get up in the morning and I'm in a great space and I go out to the store and I run into some cranky uh, clerk who's really rude to me, I'm not going to walk off thinking, oh, what did I do to do deserve that? You know, how did I create that? Right. It's like, because we are going to go out and we're going to bump into the world. Yes. Um, it's so, it, and so in many cases, that's not what we did, but what comes across, it's what we do with it. Right. Exactly. And, you know, one of the things I love about the way of mastery and and the Joshua letters and stuff is that, you know, Joshua says, you know, all there is is love, right? That was, that was his ministry was God is love. That's all there is. And, you know, for when I tell this to people, they go, how does that work in this world? Right? How does how does that work in this world? And I've been involved with Hold Me Tight uh, book and and 
and that whole premise on <clears throat> we're hardwired to love. We are hardwired to hug. We are we are hardwired to be in community and to be uh, to, to be held, you know. And so for me, and you know, I've taken on. It's like I've grown up in some of the roughest areas in Sacramento and and been involved with some very harsh things through my life, and taking on all there is is love. Even with the stuff that's going on right now, one of my one of my uh, doc friends, she was really freaked out about when Trump won the the election last time, and she goes, "I I can't believe she was just beside herself," and I said, "You know, bring love to it. All you know, all you can do is just you know." It, you know, he's the president now, and we just got to bring, you know, Einstein said, you know, you can't change something from the same level of which it was created, from the same consciousness of which it was created. And so if you come from it from love, and it's like, okay, you know, that's the way it is right now. And we bring love to the situations in our world, you know, and stay out of judgment. For me, it's like, i that's the other thing that the way of mastery taught me was really do you want to be the judge can you judge really what's going on in somebody else's world yeah because you have no idea what's going you on have, in their world you have None. no idea what what's yeah. going on in their world or what they've gone through right and so it's like <clears throat> for me when i took that on it was like oh my gosh my world got so simple my world got so easy and the people around me go, how are you doing that? You know, like how, how are you doing that? And I go, you know, don't judge, you know, like stop judging, stop, you know, and they go, how, Oh, come on. You know, like how can, how can you not judge, you know, like all this <laughs> stuff that's wrong, you know? And I go, you know, do you think you can really judge anything? And I used to be pretty good at judging. You know, I, I thought I was pretty good, you know, all my experiences, I'm a coach, I've got all this training, I've done all this stuff. And to tell you the truth, I don't know. I really don't know. Well, I think a lot of the, the judging just comes from people feeling the, the, the need to be right. And, you know, we live in such uncertain times, um, this need to be right or need to have some sort of uh, foundation under what you're, what you're thinking and doing yeah. is creating a lot of this, a lot of this chaos. And it's like, would you rather be right? Or would you rather be happy? Right. And, you know, now we're in a culture where when we see something really amazingly sweet happen out in the world, we're all stunned. I was in Costco a while ago and there was a woman who had two children with her. Now, you know, Costco, when it's really busy, I mean, the lines oh, were long. Sure. It was just, sure. it was really in yeah. one of their busiest times. And sure. and this woman was in line with her kids and the little boy did some, something and she said no to him. And he stood there and he started to cry. And she stopped in the middle of Costco line. This yeah. woman stopped and she walked over and she knelt down and she said, I'm really sorry I hurt your feelings. And she talked to him and she explained why she had done what she had done. And she really didn't mean to hurt his feelings, but this is the way things were. In the middle of 
Costco. Right. And <clears throat> so I managed to get through the through my line before just as she was checking out and I went over and I said I am just amazed and so impressed that you took that this time in this environment to to kneel down and talk to your son and do this. I said you are a good mom and she was almost in tears partly because being a mom is a very thankless job and for someone to come up a complete old an old lady stranger you know um who probably do a lot of the judging of the young moms it was the most amazing thing to me because she uh, you know just right then she had the presence of mind sure. you know to heck with the line the crazy costco-ness all of that she just did it and i can imagine what those kids are going to be like and and you know the thing is is that i if if we're aware you know, like there's a movie out called Collateral Beauty, right? It's about the things that go on around us that we aren't even present to. That, you know, you know, like I live in a beautiful community and I look out my, my window here in my office and I see this beautiful green belt and it's right behind Christ the King Retreat Center. And so there's this beautiful energy here. And, and, and it's like, I'm so blessed to have what I have coming from where I came from. And if we allow ourselves to just open up that it is safe to be loving, to be um, helpful, to um, really, you know, not be taken advantage of. And if you're being abused, don't, don't let yourself be abused. And, you know, there's a lot of caveats in that, but if you really just allow spirit to move through you, things like that, do you think you got through your line just by coincidence so you could talk to her? You, you know, do you think, do you think that, that 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 thing happening in front of you was just by accident? You know, I mean, we, we are given these opportunities, these nuggets all the time and it's like are we present to god's hand right there yeah because you know she <clears throat> excuse me she needed to hear something from me yes, yes. Uh, as much as i needed to see that happen yes exactly and um you know because both of those kids i mean this little boy was maybe three yeah yeah and in the middle of the chaos in the middle of all of the stuff in Costco, and we, we, I think most people understand what that is. You know, it could be any other mega store, you know, when the lines are packed and crushed and you're trying to get your stuff out and to take the time to be present with, with the, her son, you know, I, you know, you can't even tell how important that is. And then when he grows up, he's going to have that as a model as because at that point, he's modeling everything. He's modeling behaviors of the adults around him. He's modeling society. He's modeling everything. And to have an adult take the time to kneel down and get face to face with him and go, you know, I, you know, I, I'm sorry for, for, you know, kind of biting your head off and, but this is why, you know, and, and to explain why, but that she loved him so much to be able to do that. That's love in action, right? I mean, that's, yeah, that's, is. that's the love in action. Yeah. So, 
and she did, and she did give him a hug, and she did kiss him. Right. So right. it was just that whole, you know, that whole modeling thing, and um, it, it obviously, I mean, you know, I went into staff meeting two days later, and we always do. Do you have any Thanksgivings? Or yeah, I had to tell sure. the story because sure. you know, so often you just see the people screaming at their kids in the store, and yeah. this woman. Um, just and she was probably in her early 30s it was just the most amazing thing um but you know she's following her her heart and maybe maybe when we talk about intuition getting back to that sure. is that a, a lot of what we you and I would call following that intuition is really following your heart and a lot of people think following your heart means ignoring the real world and going off and doing some woo woo weirdo thing that's not going to make you any money uh right <laughs> You know, if you follow your heart, you're you're yeah. you're going to let everybody down. Yeah. And the truth is, is following your heart is probably the very best thing any of us can do, because our heart won't lead us wrong. Well, so here's here's the thing: is that we've we have, I think, for me, and I can only speak for myself, I've confused my heart with my head at times. Right. And I, you know, there's there's really a major difference of what society's trying to program us to do, what our head's trying to tell us to do to keep us safe, and then what our heart is trying to get in there. And, you know, for me, you know, the, that love and, and intuition and stuff, it's, it's one. You know, I don't, I don't know if it's really separate. You know, I mean, the heart and intuition, you know, it, if in my belief, God is love, you know, God is, oh, that's all God is, is love. And so for me, from my heart, it's like, I, uh, it, it comes from a source of love. And then I have to beat back my, my mind, my, you know, my brain by saying, well, that's, you know, people don't think I'm really crazy. You know, people who hear this podcast is going to think, you know, this guy is whacked out. You know, he's, <laughs> he's really out there. That is the point of this podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much for this. That's why I, they I, have me doing it. <laughs> I really appreciate that. I, I really appreciate that. No, it's like, you know, Deborah, go go do the weird stuff. <laughs> you know, and... And, you know, when we connected, you know, years ago, it's, it's like when I walked up and, and, and had some words with you, you know, um, before or after one of the services, you know, and you got that I was sensing things about you that, you know, resonated with you. And, you know, it's, it's one of those things where that intuition is listening to your heart and being empathetic and being compassionate for the other children of God that's going through this human experience. You know, we're, you know, in unity, it's, it's, you know, we're all children of God having, you know, Michael and faith used to say this all the time, you know, it's like, we're children of God having this human experience. And, it's like, how do we reconcile that, right? How, how do we come to a safe place with that in society? And that's the reason why when, when SLC started, it, 
just took off like mad because it was like coming home. It was it was this welcoming, loving, and, and it still is, but I mean, it was this amazing place to come and just be yourself. And we had people like Richard Burdick, and we had Faith Moran, and we had Michael, and then we had this whole litany of us associate ministers and folks who were sitting there helping getting this 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 creation out up and 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 expanding and so i've been blessed to be connected with a few communities like that and it's like i would love i would love to have our society be that and i think you know looking at where we're at right now with all the stuff going around, you know, we're, we have been awakened. There's been a lot of awakening that's happened during this last four years. And a lot of people can say that I'm really naive and that I'm really, you know, but this has been, this has been a great opportunity for us to, to look at our values and look at our, our core beliefs. And coming from intuition, it's like I've done things over the last six, eight months that, you know, I, my mind said, no, you, you shouldn't do this. And then I, I followed my intuition by allowing, following what I, where I'm led. And it's wound up being just some of the most miraculous things I've ever experienced. So, you know, I think intuition is that, is if people can get through the fear of thinking that everything is going to come apart. What is on the other side of that has so much more ease and peace. You know, when I gave up judgment, it's like, you know, man, my life got simple. It got so much easier. It was astounding. So, you know, so thank you, Deborah, for, for, you know, having this conversation because it's, it is, for me, it's been a very critical component of where I'm currently at and where I want to go. Well, and, and I so appreciate you taking the time to spend with me today. And excuse me, <clears throat> you know, I think we need to ha do this uh, again, Wade, sometime, um, because I think there's more to talk about in, in this realm and yeah. to help people learn that, that being intuitive is uh, not some magical woo-woo thing. It's a natural part of us and how to work with that and how to be with that. And as you were just finishing that beautiful ending that you gave us, I just keep thinking that who but a general contractor would <laughs> understand better than in order to build something new, you have to tear something apart first. Yeah, and yeah. that's where we are, and that's so and, and it's yeah. a choice, right? It yeah. really is a choice, and, and like Maria said, how would it be if your life got easier? And I think that's the perfect place for us to say goodbye for today. Right. Thank you. So how much. would it be? Thank you, Wade. How would it be if your life got better? Yeah. Blessings, and may the joys yes. of the world go with you. Yes. Talk soon. Thank you for listening today. Discover Spirit Within is produced by Spiritual Life Center Sacramento. If you feel inspired and want to show your appreciation and support, please go to slcworld.org forward slash donate.
And until we meet again, deep peace of the running wave to you, deep peace of the flowing air to you, deep peace of the quiet earth to you, deep peace of the shining stars to you, deep peace of the sons and daughters of peace to you, and may the joys of the world go with you.